perception, perception is reality. Reality. Welcome to this 182nd episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. Thank you, thank you, thank you for clicking, listening, and giving me a little bit of your time. Man, things have been smooth, but they have been busy around here, and that is just like we like it. As always, I want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks they can find us at the home link, perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. We can also be found by searching for us by name on all podcast hosting sites, as always, as well as on Google by name or by searching for Bilberry Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We'll pull right up if you look for us like that. Lastly, don't forget to tell folks to connect with me on Facebook at Christopher H. Bilbury on Facebook or facebook.com forward slash Bilbury318. There I release live video commentary along with other written content that you and they will not want to miss. How are you doing? I hope everybody is doing well. I hope you're having a great end of the winter. I'm telling you, spring is here, folks. We are right now in the midst of the couple days right after the crazy daylight saving time, which absolutely, absolutely sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I so, so, so am hoping and praying that we will have state officials out there at some point that will truly do my bidding my bidding solely and alone, and do away with, do away with this horrible, from hell creation, this of the devil creation called daylight saving time. The name is even stupid. The name is even stupid because everybody runs around saying daylight savings time. It's not daylight savings time. It's daylight saving time. And it's like, no, it's not saving time. It's ending time. It's ending my time. It's killing us all slowly. I don't care if you're jumping forward, springing backwards, falling sideways. I don't care what you call it, how you say it. It never makes any sense. No one ever understands what to do. Thank God we all have a bunch of computers and smartphones that just do it for us. 
I am OCD, so I can't have any, 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 any of my clocks anywhere that is more than like a second off of any other clock in the house. And just a couple of years ago, when the TV wouldn't even switch, and the VCR wouldn't switch, and the two or three battery-operated clocks in the house wouldn't switch, and then your cell phone wouldn't switch, and your car radio wouldn't switch, and the wife's car radio wouldn't switch, I would run around the night before at like 10.30. I would start at like 10.30, and if I was lucky, I would finish right about as the time really kicked in. Like, what is it? At like 1.59 it happens. And so I would run around doing my thing, and it was like insane. And, and I would mess up. I would have those clocks that you, had, you, you couldn't go forward or backwards. You could only go forward. So if you went to the hour, I would always go to the hour. And then I would always go a few minutes early. And then I would like, as soon as I saw the clock, the master clock in my hand switch, I would always click it. And if I went too fast or I bumped a button and I went forward, I was like, ah, because I had to start all the way over. And what I meant was I had to actually click it 24 hours in order to get back to like the nighttime hour that I was on. And it was horrible. So what I'd always do is I would always have like some kind of clock that would always do the switch. And then I would program one master clock off of it, like a cell phone generally. And then I would take that cell phone and go to the VCR, go to the TV, go to the VCR in the bedroom, the TV, the TV in the bedroom. I would go to the clock in the bedroom, uh, like my clock, my ex-wife's clock, the, the, the different alarms that we had. I would go to all of the battery-operated battery clocks around the house. I would go to the kids' alarm clocks. I would have to go to the clock on the stove and the clock on the microwave, the clocks in the cars. It was horrible. And it's just something that needs to end. I, a couple years ago, said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick at my time, and I'm going to use one time all year long. And when we, like a bunch of idiots, jump forward, jump back, doing all that crap, everybody else is going to be on some kind of weird time, and I'm going to be like, nope, it's 9 o'clock, and everybody else is going to be like, it's 10 o'clock, and I'm going to be like, no, it's 9 o'clock. I tell you, I hate, hate, hate daylight saving time. So if there's anybody listening that's running for office... I don't care what other people say. This is the one thing that I say to hell with everybody else. You may love it, but just do this thing for me and I will give you a free pass on something stupid in the future. All right, folks. Hey, I have to tell you, <laughs> uh, besides being all pissed off about DST, Daylight saving time. I'm still sticking with my theme of disillusionment. You know, disillusionment. That's a big word. The Republican Party still just completely has blubbed everything 
as far as I'm concerned. And they have just completely disgusted me. And I just feel completely out of place when dealing with folks that I've known for a very long time. It's like if we're doing something besides politics, I can talk with these people and and I have an okay time with them. But as soon as we get into the political aspect of things and we're like at a political event and everybody gets in their Republican attire, I'm like, oh God, you guys are like, where's the common sense? Where did my friend go? Why are you acting so weird? You know, everyone's like, hey, it's time for the Republican ball. Uh, Let's insert the stick right up our rear. It's in there. uh, Okay, now, hello, I am Republican. I am here to tell you how much money I have. I'm here to tell you what a good Christian I am. I'm here to ask for your vote. And I'm here to tell you I'm going to do a bunch of things and not do those things. Will you vote for me? It's just so creepy, folks. It's so, 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 so creepy. I'm just so disgusted with the Republican Party. Local, state, federal. We've got such a crazy ordeal going on at the federal level. People are deciding if if Donald Trump is going to run in 2024, if, if, if he's going to be the person he keeps coming out on all these talk shows saying, I'm going to be making an announcement soon. You're going to love what I announce. Quit doing that. No, no, dude. Your time has come and gone. Let's just be done with it. And now let's focus not on 2024. We've got to make it to 2024. Hello, we're in World War III. We need to make it to 2024. Let's focus on what we've got going on at hand, please. Let's focus on these local elections. Let's focus on these state elections. Let's focus on the federal elections that are currently underhand, underhand, underhanded, (laughs) uh, currently on hand right now. Let's not be worrying about something that's going to be happening in a year or two years. Because we have at least one, two, three, four, four elections, a primary, a general, a primary, a general, before we even really start to deal with 2024. But then the state level is just as ridiculous, and the local level is just as ridiculous. It's like they are in a competition to see who can be more ridiculous than the next state, local, federal. They're all trying to outdo the other. But along with this disillusionment that I have and this disgust and this sense of disenfranchisement that that I feel from my home party, I don't necessarily feel any better with the Democrats. The Libertarians are still going through their... Uh, identity crisis, trying to figure out who they're going to be when they grow up. And I, along with a bunch of the rest of you, are all just sitting back here saying, hello, where is the party of normal people? That's what we want. 
we would like the people who actually give a damn about the actual rest of us, the, the most of us, the majority. You want to talk about the silent majority, that's us. The common people, the common people that are sitting back saying, we're so sick and tired of all of this shit. On top of all of that, I still have hope because I know that there are those of us out here fighting the good fight. I've got to tell you, I attended a Republican event this past weekend. And I was there for a good couple of hours. And I feel like, you know, I was there from like 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. So that's like, you know, a couple of hours, which honestly, I feel like that's about three hours too long. No, no, really. Everybody knows that 9 to 11 is like two hours. Two Two long hours. Very, very long, painful, excruciating hours. But seriously, it wasn't that bad. It felt like 15 minutes. 15 minutes with my head underwater with no breath. I'm turning blue and I'm dying and all of these other Republicans are floating by. Nobody's having fun. They're all acting like they're having fun. Some of the really, really bizarre weirdos are having fun there. But nobody's actually having fun at these things. It's misery for everyone. I mean, why is that? Honestly, I've got to say, everybody's nice. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I know it sounds like I'm being mean. And I'm not, I'm not being mean. Everybody was polite. Everyone shook hands. They spoke. Casually, yet forcefully attempted to make everyone feel like each of the others were just a little worse off than the people who were talking. No, no, I'm just a little bit better than you. I'm just a little bit better off than him over there. You know the Johnsons? They're just a little worse off than us. We're the best Republicans. It's really crazy. It's that stick-up-the-butt deal they do. And the worst thing, the worst thing that has started happening is everybody has started to try and out-Jesus the next person. Uh, that's the thing that really, really, really grinds my gears. All of these people running around trying to be the bigger, better Christian trying to out-Jesus everybody else. And I'm just so, so sick of it. I am strong in my faith. And I have a strong belief in God. And, and I have a belief in Jesus. And my relationship with my Lord and Savior does not lead me to believe that I need to try and out-Jesus the next person. I don't need to try and make people feel like my relationship with Jesus is better than yours. And I just feel like that's what I get from these people. No one's there 
to talk about what's really going on. They're all there to partake in this toxic positivity. They're all there to tell each other how great they all are. They're not even there to tell each other how great someone else is. Now, you have a few random people who are there, and they work for some official, so they are there to tell you how great the official they work for is. Oh, Mayor so-and-so is fantastic. Commissioner such-and-such does a wonderful job. Candidate so-and-so, this is our saving grace. He is such a good Christian. She is such a good Christian. They tithe so much. They're so, so much a part of the beautiful people. They are the beautiful people, and we need to elect these beautiful people so that their beautiful goals can be worked on. And it's like, what are their beautiful goals? Well, to maintain power, to, to keep power, to not talk to constituents, to not talk to voters and non-voters, to not give information to us once they are in office. I wish these people would be real. I know this sounds so negative, but folks, I'm ready to cut through the bullshit. I don't know if I said this uh, an episode or two ago. If I did, I am so sorry, but, but it fits for this story. A couple weeks back, I was at the election board meeting for Delaware County, and I sat in a room full of probably... At one point, there were probably 45 people in the room watching. And everybody in the room, save for maybe five or six people, have all been people that have taken part in politics in Delaware County for at least five years, maybe 10 maybe 15, maybe 20, some of them a lot longer than that, okay? I know I'm a younger person, middle-ish, younger-ish kind of person, but even I have been involved with politics here in Delaware County for 20-some years, and we're all sitting around, all of us, talking and putting on this act like it's a play, like someone from the outside world is watching us, and we know what we're saying is wrong. We know what we're saying is not right, but because we're putting this on, we're like giving it our best performance ever, and we, we almost make it look like we almost buy what we're saying, but... I know that nobody there does because everybody has been involved with the same people for 5, 10, 15, 20, 35, 40, 50 years, and everybody knows it's all a bunch of horse shit. But yet we keep on playing the game. 
And that is a room full of Republicans and Democrats, and they're trying to poke each other in the eye, and they're trying to hurt other people of the same party because they don't think just like them. They're not a part of the beautiful people. The beautiful people, that is a, a Kate and Niles quote from, Win- from Winchester, my, my producers, Kate and Niles. They talk about the beautiful people in, in Winchester, in the Randolph County politics, and it's, it's very much the same in Delaware and everywhere else. If you're not part of the beautiful people, the chosen few, then you do not have a seat at the table. But these people are, are putting on an act. And, and I just wanted to scream from the top of my lungs, who is this act for? I always say this story. You, my favorite listener. Yeah, yeah, you. I'm talking about you right there. You. If I walk up to you and I tell you that John Doe hit me, or John Doe is too generic, let's say my brother, my brother Andrew. If I walk up to you and tell you that my brother Andrew, the chemist, who's in the Navy now, chemical engineer, if I walk up to you and I tell you my brother hit me in the face, You don't know my brother. You didn't see my brother hit me or not hit me. You don't know if he hit me or not. But all you can do is go off what I say. So depending on who you are and where we are and what the deal is, you may choose to believe me or not believe me or or whatever. But you have no proof that he did or didn't. So maybe you buy that story and you're like, man, why would he hit you? And you would say all these things. Now, let me say that I walk up to you. Yes, you, you the listener, my favorite listener, you right there. Yep, you. And I say, why did you, my favorite listener, hit me in the face? And you look at me and you're like, what? What? Why are you saying that? I didn't hit you in the face. And I'm like, yes, you did. You know that you hit me. Why did you hit me in the face? And you're like, no, I I didn't hit you. What are you saying? And I'm like, yes, you hit me. And you're like, no, no. Man, Bilbrey, I didn't hit you. Why are you saying that? And I walk away and I'm like, "I, I just can't believe my favorite listener hit me. And you're like, what is that nut job talking about? I, I didn't hit him. Why is he telling me and others that I hit that person? You're not going to believe that lie. If I walk up and I tell you a lie about you, or I walk up and I tell you a lie about you and I, you're not going to believe that lie, and you have proof and can prove that that lie is a lie because you're part of it. If I walk up and I tell you a lie about my brother, someone that you don't know, and you certainly didn't see or not see what I'm alleging, you have no way of knowing. Maybe you buy that. Maybe you don't. It just depends. 
depends on our relationship, depends on what I'm saying, depends on how I'm saying it, why I'm saying it. There's lots of factors there. But I would like to believe that I have bought some credibility with y'all, and so you would believe it if I told you that. I do my very best, to be honest. Sitting around in this election board meeting and sitting around at the Republican breakfast the other morning is the perfect example of the story where I come up to you and say, you, my favorite listener, why did you hit me in the face? It's that kind of lie. And it's like, what? Why do these people continue to tell us these lies? They're telling us lies about what they are doing or not doing for us, to us. And we know what they're doing to us or for us or not doing to us or for us. And we have the proof because it's our life. But yet, they tell us the lie anyways. Folks, we need to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to keep talking about this and explore this a little bit more. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a lot to discuss, and we're just getting started. You're listening to this 182nd episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. here is looking for horrible coffee. Anybody? You over there? No, I didn't think so. I'm not, and I didn't think you were either. If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try, and you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection, and aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLS Consumer Access Network number 33. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, to this 182nd episode of Perception is Reality, but let's check out the tunes for a second because music does my body good. Me, you, 
All right, folks, back to work we go. Perfect Teeth by 8-Bit Creeps, or at least the back half of the song. They're an outfit out of Chicago, Illinois. If you get a chance to check them out, they are definitely a happening little band there. Uh, I I, I love me some 8-Bit Creeps. All right, folks, so before the break, we were talking about uh, just wonderful stuff. You know, this is why music is so much better than all of this. We were talking about the lies that we allow other grown human adults that are supposed to be representing us tell us. It's, you know, this is like we are all a bunch of, of sadomasochists. We're all paying these people our hard-earned money that we make and we pay it in taxes so these people can get paid to lie to us. (laughs) Have you ever heard of something so ridiculous? That's like paying the prostitute to slap you around or to step on your face with high heels or step on other things with high heels and and you're paying for this. I'm like, yo, yo, dude, I can get lied to for a lot cheaper than paying my elected officials. I don't need to pay you to do that. And that's why we need to step up to the plate and we need to be sure that we're doing everything that we can do to change this stuff. We need to pick the best candidates that are running We are deep with inside the election right now. We have 50-some days, 49-some days until the election here in Indiana. If you're listening to this outside of the state of Indiana, I'm not exactly sure when your primary would be, but let me tell you, it's right around the corner. Some states have already voted, so it's here upon us. We are deep inside this primary election, folks, and wherever you're at, wherever you're at, You need to be looking at your ballot. You need to be looking at who's running, what's up for grabs, and you need to be looking at the best candidates. You need to be interviewing them. You need to be talking to them. You need to be asking them questions. You need to be emailing them, calling them, texting them, hitting them up on social media. You need to be attending meet and greets or or forums or debates that, that are held in your area. If you can't go to those things, you need to be looking to your newspaper, to your local media, to podcasts or news programs from your area and listening to what these folks are saying you need to be getting educated that is the number one priority then you need to make your decision on who you're going to support and when you decide i'm going to support persons a b c and d or whoever it is that you're going to support you need to go balls to the wall with it you need to tell people that you know you need to make facebook posts you need to make twitter posts you need to be telling your neighbors your co-workers and you need to be texting this information out to your friends your family and anyone and everyone in between this is a battle folks and, and i hate i hate i hate i hate or at least i should say i have hated in the past when i have listened to the talking heads when I have listened to people that I love, people that I have loved on talk radio in the years past saying, this is it, this election's more important than every other election we've ever had. Folks, I say it every election 
That's true. Every election is the most important election. This election is the absolute most important election of all time because it's what we're currently dealing with. And next, next year, next election will be the most important election of all time because it will be the election that you're dealing with at that time. We can't go back and, and worry about elections in the past. That's already over. And there's no sense in worrying about what's going to happen in 2024 or 2030 or 3052 because that's so far in the future. Hell, we got to get there. We got to worry about the right now. So first and foremost, we have to find out who's running and who we support. Once you decide who you're going to support, then you have to get others to support them as well. Put a sign in your yard. Put a sign in your family's yards. Make sure they're okay with it. Help them. Walk door to door. Talk to people for these, these candidates. Help share their information on social media. Share this podcast. Share this show with everyone you know. It's something I say every episode, but I really seriously mean it. It will help get the word out about the candidates who I strongly believe in, and I hope that you at least get some kind of belief in that you feel like what I'm saying is legitimate and that you can have some kind of you know, agreeance with what I'm saying here. If you don't, then share the show and say where I'm wrong. Do that. That's fine too. But share the information. And I know it's hard because not all candidates put information out there. I want to say, if you're backing a candidate that doesn't talk or doesn't answer questions, if you're backing a candidate that doesn't let people know where they stand, maybe you ought to consider picking a different candidate. Maybe that candidate isn't the best candidate for the job. But then, 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 the next most important thing that we can do is get to the poll and vote. Whether you vote early, you vote by absentee mail-in ballot, you go to the clerk's office or to the areas and vote ahead of time, early absentee voting that way, or you vote by travel board where they come around, or you go on election day and you vote between 6 and 6, or whenever it is in your area if you're outside of Indiana, then you need to vote. And the, in order to be able to vote, you have to be registered. I say this. <laughs> I People are sick of it. I know they are. I know you are. You listening to this are probably sick of it. But I have to say it because it always happens. Never fail. It'll happen this election. I know it will. I know it will. I'm going to try to see how many people I think will call me. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to do something with it, like a contest. But every election, it always happens. I get a phone call sometime during election day. Hey, Bilberry. Hey, I'm, I'm here to vote, man. How do I get registered so I can vote? I went in to vote, and they said I wasn't registered. And I've got to say, man, that sucks. Call me in a couple days, and I'll help you get registered for November because that is important. But unfortunately, you can't vote today. And that is a person that I have to tell it to. And then I get off the phone knowing there was one vote down. There's one vote down. 
And I always get several of those phone calls. People call me and say, hey, they're telling me I'm at the wrong place or my name's wrong or there's some kind of mess up or, or they're, they're fussing with me. And I tell everybody there is a way that you can make sure that that doesn't happen. And that is contact the voters registration, deal with the voters registration, deal with checking your stuff right now, right now. Okay, I'm recording this episode in the middle part of March in 2022. That means in the state of Indiana, voters registration is still open and still taking new registrations, changes to registrations, and they will do that up until 11.59 p.m., on Monday, April 4th, 2022. That means if you're listening to this episode, anytime, anytime between now, which is the mid part of March, March 14th, 13th, 14th, when I'm recording this, and the deadline, which again is 11.59 on Monday, April 4th, if you're listening to this at 11.30 on Monday, April 4th, 2022, you can register to vote. You can change your voter's registration. You can update your voter's registration. If your name is changed because you got married or went through a divorce or was adopted or whatever, you can deal with that. If you've moved and you need to change your address, you need to update your, your uh, where, where you vote at because you moved, you can do that until 11.59 on Monday, April 4th, 2022. At midnight, at midnight on Tuesday, April 5th, you will no longer be able to register for the May primary. After the primary ends in May, after a couple days, voters' registration will then open back up for the November general election but you have a period of time between now, whenever you're listening to this, and the deadline. And I know people get sick of hearing it. You're probably sitting in your car right now thinking, God, Bilbrey's talking about this again. But I also know there's a possibility that it could be you calling me on election day. It happens every year. Don't be that person. Voters registration, if you want to, to register from your privacy of your own home, from the privacy of your bathtub, from the privacy of your toilet, from the privacy of your car. Just don't do it while you're driving. All you got to do is enter www.indianavoters.com. Indiana Voters, Voters has an S, indianavoters.com. And you can register to vote. It takes two or three minutes. You can change your address. You can update your address. You can change your last name if that's different or something's different there. You can just verify that everything's good to go. And then if you do that, if you take those steps now, then you're guaranteed that you're going to be able to vote and help make a difference. But don't let it just stick with that. This is bigger than just you doing your part. Your part now entails 
getting your younger nieces and nephews ready to vote, making sure that your cousins are going to vote, making sure that your children are registered if they're of age, making sure that everyone around you knows the same thing that I'm saying. We all need to be telling people April 4th, Jan, April 4th, uh, 2022, 11.59 p.m. That's the deadline. IndianaVoters.com. You need to all be saying this to people. You need to be texting at people. You need to be posting it once a week, once a day. We all have social media. And I tell everybody, you need to make a post once a week telling everybody the candidates that you support, telling everybody how to go vote, when to go vote, telling everybody where they can register, how they can register to vote. You need to be making that post because that is being an active participant in this. See, the people that are in power, they don't want that. When I attended this Republican event the other day, they're walking around there doing their weirdness thing. It's like, it's like the Stepford Wives or it's like robots or I don't know what the deal is there. It's, it's very freaky. It's very freaky. And I've, I've been noticing it more and more at more and more events and more fundraisers and, and more party happenings uh, from both sides, everywhere, up and down the aisle, up and down the political spectrum. It's weird, man. It is freaky. Maintaining power is all that matters. But us busting over that and being real people, it's, it's, it's kind of like in Ghostbusters when, when they turn into the dog creatures and, and at the end when they're like stuck in those dog creatures and they've got to bust them out and the people are still in there. That's kind of like what's going on. I hope that there are still real live people underneath all of these very weird facades i don't know maybe we can maybe we can one day break them out i don't know what we're going to do pull the stick out of their asses or what maybe once we beat them and send them back to real life and they are no longer getting paid to lie to us and to spit in our face and to slap us and to treat us like we're nothing no good <laughs> no good people, then maybe they'll come back to reality. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It seems so unreal to be around these people. And I used to say that the Democrats were different, that when you would go into a Democrat party, they were lively and it was fun and used to it was that way. But I'll, I'll be honest, even the Democrats are doing this thing now where everybody is just trying to put on this front like everyone is better than the next person. On the Republican side, they're attempting to out-Jesus you. On the Democrat side, the left side, they're trying to out-woke everyone. And, and it, everyone is just running around trying to worry about pronouns and, and how much money they make and, and how nice they will be and how hard they thump the bottom of the tithing plate. You know, no one's thinking about common sense. No one is talking about what we're going to do to bring back transparency and accountability. That's where we come in. Folks, I got to say, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Go to one of these events. Go to a Republican event. 
I think the Republicans are probably worse off than the Democrats. I'll be, I'll be honest. The Libertarians, they're out there. I would love to jump, jump face first into the Republican, or excuse me, into the Libertarian Party. I would, I would cut the rope and I would open my eyes wide and I would fling my body out over the cliff right off of the Republican cliff, past the Democrats waving, and straight into the libertarian abyss. My problem is they're having some kind of identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They're trying to determine who they are. They're, they're, they're doing some kind of craziness. I've always said the libertarians, it's more like a think tank. It's more like a political theory than an actual political party. So I don't know what we're going to do to bust out of this two-party system. Hell, it's not even a two-party system anymore. It's two sides to the same coin. Republicans and Democrats are connected at the hip. Maybe they're connected at the stick. One side of the stick's up this guy's ass. One side of the stick's up this other guy's ass. And they're, they're Democrats, Republicans. And maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know, folks. Something has to give. Something has to give. I read this opinion piece in the Courier Times newspaper back a couple days ago from a gentleman called Leo Morris, and he titled his piece A Truth in Legislation Act. And basically, he goes down through and he's complaining about the same Indiana General Assembly that I am complaining about because of this supermajority. Now, look, you don't have to be from Indiana to understand that a supermajority is not a good thing. A supermajority stifles dissent. It stifles debate. It stifles public input and thought. It is not a good thing. The Founding Fathers would never never, never, never have thought that the word or the idea of a supermajority having everyone from the same party, having everyone from the same train of thought would have been a good idea for government. That's not very conducive to, to what we're trying to do here. But this piece, he goes down and he's talking about a specific bill that... 50 senators all voted unanimously against. And that's kind of crazy because, wait a minute, if they all voted against this and it was a Senate bill, like, what happened here? Because there was a sponsor that was for this. But, wait a minute, the sponsor even voted against it? What happened? Well, here's what occurred. The senators defeated this 50 to 0. 49 of them voted no on this bill. And the bill is about special education and the duties and responsibilities between parents and the school and whose responsibility it is to do what. And this is something that really, really, really would have helped people that deal with uh, children who have uh, learning disabilities and need special education. This is something that would have helped Hoosiers in the state of Indiana. And somehow, a group of men and women thought better of this, and they wanted to vote no on this. 49 of them, in fact. And the sponsor, Republican Dennis Krauss, 
went up to vote, and I think actually voted yes, and he was actually bullied into changing his vote so that the vote could go down in a rare unanimous vote of 0 to 50, 0 yays, 50 nays. And then they laughed and cheered when that occurred. The senators who are voted in by all of us Hoosiers laughed and cheered as they killed a bill, 0 to 50, that would help children with learning disabilities. Why would they laugh and cheer about this? This is absolutely disgusting. The trouble here, as Leo Morris points out, is that in the House, when this was at the House and being voted on, it had bipartisan support. It passed in the House 57 to 43. So that meant there were Republicans and Democrats who were in favor and against this. That was a little bit more reasonable, but it did pass. No senators, however, took questions or bothered to explain their votes or their laughter or the reason they cheered, the reason they thought it was a good idea and a good thing that this bill died 0 to 50. They didn't feel like they needed to explain this to the Indiana population, to the folks of Indiana, to their bosses. They didn't feel like they needed to explain this. This would be like you going into work, screwing something up, and your boss coming up to you and saying, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about this. Like, why did you do this? And you're like, nah, I don't have time for you. You wouldn't have a job, and these people shouldn't either. The reason they felt like they could get away with this is because they have all the power in the world. They are the supermajority. And like Leo says, this is the sort of high-handed behavior so many critics say that a legislature with supermajorities in both houses is inclined to indulge in. And I absolutely absolutely agree. The state police superintendent, Doug Carter, also a Republican and normally somebody who's really in sync with all of the Republican legislators. He's normally right up there with them, getting right along with everything they want to do. In a rare situation, a rare time, he actually chose to be a critic this time in one other bill when they were talking about concealed carry. Concealed carry is something that has been being dealt with in the state of Indiana for some time. It's been something that has been discussed in a lot of other states. Now, I want to be very clear. I am pro-Second Amendment. I'm a gun guy. I have guns. I love guns. I've been around guns and shot guns and carried guns for my day job as a police officer. I carry guns now, currently doing what I do. Uh, I, I always am armed. I have guns on me frequently. I love guns. I have a concealed carry permit. I do very much believe 
that the Second Amendment is my permit, but I went through the step to be legal. I went through the process to be legal. I paid and did everything that I needed to do. I don't think really that people should have to pay license fees and go through all of this process to be able to do something that they were granted to them by their creator. But that's something that we could talk about in civil discourse in a, in a debate around this bill. Well, in a House and a Senate where you have, quote-unquote, a supermajority of Republicans, uh, a quote-unquote supermajority of conservatives, which primarily are supportive of constitutional rights, and in this case, constitutional carry, you would think that they would be able to say, we're running on passing constitutional carry, and when we go back into session, we're going to pass this. Well, what's happened the last couple of years is a bill has been put up, and then as we get closer to election time, they get all scared and they're afraid they might not be able to keep their seats because there are some Democrats and some folks out there that are not in favor of this. I understand that I am doesn't mean everybody else is. And so they like to talk out of both sides of their mouth and they kill the bill and it doesn't pass and they're able to say, well, if you reelect me, we'll go back and we'll push harder for it. So what happened is this bill was put forward and it died, it, it was killed, and everybody was mad. And so what they did is they snuck it in another bill, which had nothing to do with constitutional carry. It was a uh, it was some kind of medical bill or, or something like that. It had nothing to do with what this deals with, and it passed. And in my opinion... It's like a not a good feeling. Yes, constitutional carry is good. I would have preferred for us to have a constitutional carry bill for the conservative Republicans or the libertarians or the folks that are gun people, even the Democrats that, that are supportive of constitutional carry, Second Amendment, would have been able to go and debate the pros and the cons, the merits and the detractions of this bill, and it would have been able to pass or, or not pass on the merits of the bill. Not be snuck in and passed because they needed to get this other thing passed and they really wanted to, so they, they had to vote to approve constitutional carry just because it was also in with some other, you know, basket-weaving bill that had nothing to do with the Second Amendment. And that is ridiculous. Well, Doug Carter, the superintendent of the Indiana State Police, is you know, saying this is a problem with supermajority. He says exactly what I said a few minutes ago. It stifles, prohibits, and oftentimes limits public debate. And that is exactly what happened here, folks. It's what happens every, every session of the Indiana General Assembly. It's what happens in 
a lot of council meetings in Delaware County, in a lot of council meetings in Madison County, in a lot of commissioners meetings in those counties, and a lot of commissioners meetings in Henry County and in Randolph County. When you're dealing with all three commissioners and all seven council members or all nine council members or all five council members or all three council members, whether it's a town or a city or, or a county or, or whatever it is, whatever the body is, and the entire body is made up of one entire party or six to one or eight to one or seven to two, when you're dealing with super majorities, folks, it doesn't give us anywhere to go. And then, then they get this weird weird thought that they have to keep power and they've got to keep it that way and so they start acting like a bunch of freaks and i'm telling you if you want to witness something very odd so 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 strange go and witness go and partake in specifically a republican event man i'm telling you it's wild. I was at this event, and I've been to a couple here lately, and they are all weird. But I went to this one, this breakfast the other day, and it was abnormally bizarre. Just like nothing, nothing is real. It's all make-believe. It's all, it's all a put-on. It's all a farce. It's all being done to lie to each other, to lie to themselves. You know, in the words of John Lennon, nothing is real. Strawberry fields forever, you know. Nothing is real and nothing to get hung about. Strawberry fields forever. Living is easy with eyes closed. Misunderstanding all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. It doesn't matter much to me. Let me take you down because I'm going to Strawberry Fields. Nothing is real and nothing to get hung about. Strawberry Fields forever. And I'll tell you, folks, while I love the lyrics of that song, I'm absolutely a Beatles fan. I'm telling you, <laughs> misunderstanding all you see, I don't know if it's the freaks that are putting on the puppet show, the, the, the lie fest, or if it's me. I don't know who at this point is misunderstanding all we see, but somebody is. We all are, and I am so over it, and that's why I'm working to defeat it, and I don't care, and when I get called a Democrat, I'm going to laugh because I'm, I know, I know, I know, I know. When I get called uh, not conservative enough, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh because I'm going to tell you, I know what it means to be conservative. I know what it means to have common sense. I know what it means to look at the text of the Constitution and to be a constitutionalist and to say, I want limited government and I want everybody to be free and I want everybody to have the same ability to fight for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it doesn't guarantee happiness. It doesn't say, yeah, I guarantee that you're going to make it. 
No, 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 no. It's that you have that same fight. That's what I believe in. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the First Amendment. I believe in the Second Amendment. I don't have to sneak the First Amendment in some other situation to be able to talk. I just talk because my God gave me that right. And the government is to be there to protect that right. Same with the Second Amendment. Same with all of the, of the rights. On, 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 and up. And I don't need a group of robot, zombified people all wearing the same thing with their eyes glazed over telling me how much better of a Christian they are than I am because I ruffle feathers. I talk out when I feel like something's wrong. They don't like that. They don't like to cause waves to ruffle feathers. Toxic positivity, folks. We've talked about it before. It's very real. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. We've been going for some time, folks, and I really feel like I could probably go for another two and a half hours talking about this weirdness, but I'm going to end it there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to ask that you share this show with everyone you know. Folks, a couple episodes back, I talked about perception principles. We covered the first perception principle a couple episodes back. Do you remember what it was? Learn to debate. Okay, it's been a couple of episodes, and I haven't mentioned any other perception principles, but we're getting ready to talk about the next perception principle. The next perception principle I talked about in this episode, it is get educated. That is perception principle number two, get educated. That is something else that we need to talk about. I'm going to name through these, and then at a future episode, we're going to compile all of these and talk about them, and we're going to discuss them, and we're going to talk about how we're going to use these to shake things up and to make this place, you know, the city, our town, county, our state, your city, your town, your county, your state, and our country a better place with these perception principles. So principle number one was we need to learn how to debate. We need to learn how to disagree. We need to learn how to have civil discourse and understand that words can't hurt us. Number two is we need to get educated. We need to understand what our rights are. We need to understand what the public can do and cannot do. We need to understand what the mayors can do and cannot do. Understand what city council and county councilors can do and not do. Understand what the commissioners are to do and not do. Understand what your state representatives and your state senators and the governor and, and everyone else on up 
and do and not do. We need to get educated. We need to understand uh, about candidates, understand how to look for candidates that we like over other candidates, how to find someone that maybe is not telling us the truth. We need to learn how to pick out the people that we want to support. We need to get educated in how to talk about this stuff and how to bring other people into the fold and how to push forward with our candidates and tell people, hey, we support so-and-so because of these reasons. We need to learn all of this stuff. Education is important. We need to get educated. That's perception principle number two. Perception principle number one is we need to learn that words can't hurt us. We need to learn civil discourse. We need to learn how to debate. Perception principle number two is getting educated. All right, and as I stated, we will have more perception principles over the next several episodes, and we'll discuss all of these later on. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless each and every one of you. Please, as always, share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found literally everywhere, as well as the home link, perception.fireside.fm. And last but not least, don't forget to connect with me on Facebook for my live video commentary and other written content. That's Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook or facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey 318. As always, stay safe, stay tuned, stay true, and I'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey 318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.